Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash Media. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome. You're getting awesome. We're getting awesome. Yeah, that's what I said now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Awesome Cast number 24 are we up to? Uh, we're here again, Awesome Cast, where we talk about all the tech and everything awesome that we come up with, with for the week. With me, as usual, is my host, co-host, Rob De La Creta. How you doing? I'm cold. You're cold. He's freezing. He's from the, uh, uh, as, he's, he's from the Arctic, apparently. Yes. Coming to you live from uh, Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> That's what it feels like in my room right now. It's really freaking cold outside, very suddenly, and I am not a fan. You, you're rocking the tea or something. You're, you're like you, you, you look like you're 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 living in a in an igloo at this point. <laughs> I mean, you're like huddled up next to your computer, like like I don't know how much warmth your 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 Mac gives off over there, but I think that's I'm all that you're off. getting at this point. And I'm and I'm drinking out of my Cake or Death uh, coffee mug. <laughs> You're into that, Acre Death, yeah, Eddie Izzard, anybody, anybody, no, okay. no, 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 you should, you should get into that. Was it's there, a, was, was there a dot com at the bottom of that? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, Eddie dot com. What was that? Eddie com. gotcha, gotcha, excellent. And also joining us, uh, returning to the show, one Norm Hulesman, um, of which he has many titles. One is uh, he's going to be the MC of Eating with PodCamp coming up next week here in the area. You can find out more at podcamppittsburgh.com, of which we're all involved in one shape, form, or other. How you doing, Norm? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back. I love that you you've you. It looks like you set up. Wait, is this the new place? Have you moved <laughs> since you were on here last? I, I I can't remember the time frame. Yes. Uh, for those of you who re- remember the Strom Hillsman Studios, I uh, have moved out of that place. The Strom Hillsman Studios is. No more. I, I guess that's breaking news here. Uh, and I'm in my new place. I'm in Lawrenceville. I'm actually like a stone's throw away from Rob's recording place. And uh, we are in my new, uh, I, I like to refer to it as the man room, but this is uh, <laughs> more um, moderately known as the study. That's so. tremendous. You got a nice picture of uh, of uh, Gene Wilder over there. Yeah, we have Gene Wilder joining me this evening. So um, uh, for those of you who are Willy Wonka fans, that's who... Uh, was uh, calmly watching. Uh, there, there was a, a, a joke this uh, past weekend about um, Jeff Goldblum watching you poop, and there was some confusion about maybe that was Gene Wilder, but um, so that's that's not him. So don't get confused. Wow, that's that's a really old joke. I remember posting that up in bathroom stalls in junior high. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's get right into it. Let's see the big news. Actually. I don't know if it's the big news, but uh, it's the first thing on the list alphabetically. Uh, the boxy box is uh, is it released or right around the corner? I haven't caught the date on this. It is around the corner. Um, I received uh, an email yesterday, apparently. Although apparently Amazon was emailing emailing people earlier than that. But I uh, I've been an alpha tester for boxy for uh, like two or three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically said, "Hey, it's available for pre-order." Uh, on Amazon, because it's coming uh, November 2010, and uh, there's an actual date somewhere, November 10th, 2010. And uh, the, the thing is, 
the hilarious thing is, okay, first, what's available from the Boxy box? It has Boxy software, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is the interface for Media Center I've used in my life. Um, it has, uh, let's see, text, text specs. Uh, HDMI, optical audio, stereo audio, Wi-Fi, Ethernet, two USB ports, an SD card slot, an RF remote, and a QWERTY keyboard. So it kind of sounds a whole lot like uh, Google TV, right? Except it is for the low, low price of, oh, wait, $200. Oh, oh, golly. <laughs> is, are we kind of turning into the same problem that we had with uh, uh, the Google TV then? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, like, sure, like, if you've used Boxy, you know it's a very compelling product, but uh, with the, the Apple TV and the Roku, I don't see how it's going to compete. And the Boxy, the Boxy box is something that's been around, uh, it's been, it's been a, a thought anyway, since before mm-hmm. Roku, as far as I, uh, remember. And, uh, so they were like the originators of this, um, of this, shall we say, uh, new media center revolution. But, uh, as far as I see, they came to the gate far too late and they don't have anything to offer to make it like a compelling $200 purchase. Mm-hmm. I, I think the most interesting, I, I have it here. Uh, I, I took an old Dell laptop, um, that I'm actually logged in here, uh, that's sitting under, under my, uh, under my, my TV in the living room and it's got boxy on it. It's, it's tremendous. As far as that goes, the really, really cool part is that I think the social media integration, which I don't think anybody else is doing to any effect. Uh, I don't know, maybe Google TV is. Um, like, yeah. it's, it, but it's got access to do just about everything. Uh, I, I wonder if Hulu's going to be blocked right up, up, out of the gate on this. Um, as far as I knew, on the latest, um, latest alpha, Hulu is still like a big question mark. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And there's a, the back end hack of, Adding the Hulu, adding Hulu as an RSS feed, mm. it works fine, but it's still not integrated. And like, if you could access Hulu for free on the Boxy Box, I don't think you can do that on the Roku, or can you? You know, I think the Roku is uh, Hulu Plus because I think Hulu Plus is being pushed as you pay to have the access on other devices, including oh, okay. iPhone, iPad, etc. So. But if you could access like straight up regular Hulu on the boxy, then it's possibly worth two hundred dollars because you'll get your your money's worth in the long run. But it's like it doesn't have anything unique. Really. Yeah. Except for the um the Voodoo, if if you're into that, which is a video rental startup service something something startup something something two thousand four. But on top of that, I mean, it's it's uh from from what I've experimented with, it has a lot of uh, I guess you can say apps. Uh, yeah. for, for different channels. The usual Twit, Revision 3, Blip TV is represented on there. Um, I Doesn't think. Doesn't Roku have that too? And Ro- yeah, Roku has a lot of that too. It has a lot of the same stuff as other channels. I think, I think it's a lot looser of what channels are allowed on there. Uh, I think it's basically if you can write, write an app, you can get it on there, mm. uh, to an extent. Uh, being it is kind of, I don't know, it's not entirely open source, but because it is kind of just a software platform. I think they're just looking to get content in general, as opposed to Roku is kind of going to another angle than this. It may be tighter now that uh, they're going to have a, a kind of more finalized box product here. But, um, yeah. but Otherwise, yeah. they're going to have to roll out software updates constantly. Exactly, exactly. And, and then how's that going to play out? Um, and is this thing going to be different as they update? And that, you know, we're going to see division from what's on the PC. Who knows? Yeah. Well, maybe one, maybe you guys can explain this to me, which is what I don't understand, is why would I want to pay $200 for the box when I could just download the software and run it off of a machine that I have that's sitting in my closet that I haven't used in a couple of years? Well, this is like, I mean, the race, this is kind of a, a race to your grandparents' TV is what this mm-hmm. all comes down to. They don't want people, they're not looking for the usual Google, bleh, 
I've been unable to speak English all day. I should. It's a cold. I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's, it's completely uh, cold. <laughs> um, but it's uh, the you know there's the usual geek explanation when you talk to a lot of people about the whole like Apple TV set top box thing. You're like, does anybody really want a set top box? Because the phrase always starts with all you have to do, quote unquote, <laughs> is oh just get this box and then you download this thing and then you plug in like five cables and then you know whenever you want to watch TV, you just got to boot into Windows and launch the script and do this. No, nobody cares. Stop. I just want to press a button and watch TV. Yeah. Uh, so that's where these these devices come into. Like I okay. and and Norm and Mike can certainly pick up any ratty box we have laying around mm. and uh, and install Boxy and it'll be amazing. Or or ha that's... hack an old Xbox or, or yeah whatever. or certainly like hack an old Xbox. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because that was my next question. Is is a friend of mine and Rob? I was telling you this over the weekend. Literally dropped off an Xbox original Xbox at my house. Said, "Hey, I found this in an apartment I was cleaning out for my landlord." Here's an Xbox, guys. No cords, no games, no nothing. So I have an Xbox sitting around that I could do something with if, you know, anybody wants to help me mess around with that. Mm, hello, weekend project. Um, <laughs> I've got to find that adapter for you. <laughs> somebody, I'll, buy the I'll buy the cords. I'll buy a, a remote or whatever. But Somebody um, doesn't need to buy a boxy box now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're definitely... It's what the Google TV is for. It's what the whole experience of like uh, the the new software that's going to come out that's going to let you like you're watching something on your iPad or your iPhone and you can flick it to your Apple TV and just like switch screens. The whole point is to make it really really simple. Hacks are always going to be out there. You always be able to run that software on whatever piece of hardware you want. But I feel like a lot of these uh, software teams have used that as a as a development tool. Like Boxy's been around for ages and. Uh, maybe like halfway into their dev cycle, like, uh, wow, I can't even remember how long they've been around, but I know for at least maybe the last two or three years, their mm -hmm. end game plan has been, we want to make a set top box just to make it easy for everybody. So you don't have to know anything to be able to use our software. Definitely. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's, it, they got delayed. We, we first saw them, I think at CES, was it? Mm -hmm. Um, they were supposed to be out by now, uh, got delayed. And now it, it's horrible timing. I think they're going to get lost because this, yeah. this is right in the middle of the Google TV, you know, for better or worse, make it whatever it splashes. And I know, um, I think I saw some setups at, uh, well, they just remodeled the Best Buy out here in the South Hills of, uh, of Pittsburgh. And, uh, I think they had some setups for Google TV, um, to promote them. Of course, they weren't on or working, which was interesting. Um, which may be a good kind of evaluation of how that's going. Um, <laughs> But uh, on top of that, the Roku just dropped the price again. Funky Dung in the chat room says he's enjoying his. I'm, th I'm thinking of getting mine as a, for the secondary TV up in the bedroom. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, 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 you'll see those things just kind of replacing the cable box for a lot of people that want to extend their TV. But for something easy that, you know, I don't want to hack one of these old computers sitting around. So. Right. I mean, like you and I were talking um, the other day about one of the reasons that we got a Mac was because we got tired of things being complicated and things breaking and we just wanted to get work done. And this plays into that. Like, sometimes you just want to watch TV. You don't want to put mm -hmm. it in. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's see what else we got here. Of course, uh, the <laughs> we got, what we said, we got two fire stories this week. Uh, yeah. the first it's a firestorm on awesome cats. It's a firestorm. <laughs> it's an awesome firestorm. Uh, the first thing, now, now, Rob, this just came across your desk today. Uh, about Skyfire coming to uh, the iPhone later this week. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I think CNNMoney.com was the first to uh, push it out, but it's basically an app that's going to be approved due to do like Thursday, I believe, at Thursday at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, will be released for two ninety nine. Will be on the iPad, iPod Touch, and the iPhone, and it will allow um, iOS users to convert any uh, Flash videos to HTML five and thus let you play it on your phone without any problems. So apparently what they're doing, it, it, it sounds a lot like, if you remember when the uh, Opera browser came out, it was a big deal because it was, I think it was the first mobile browser that you, that duplicated the uh, Safari functions. Uh, but what it does, uh, from my understanding, is it pushes every website, uh, Opera, I mean, uh, it, it pushes every website, tones down the graphics and everything you have to download. So if you're on a slower connection, it comes up quicker. You know, it kind of passes it through a filter. Apparently it's the same sort of concept with the Skyfire. Uh, uh, browser that's going to be on the iPhone, where yeah, like you said, the videos going to pass through the server, turn into HTML5. So you're not really getting Flash. No, you're not. Your a lot of a lot of news outlets are saying like, oh, Flash has finally come to the iPhone, and mm. it sort of kind of has. What's like you said, what's happening is the uh, the app recognizes uh, a Flash video, tosses it to Skyfire servers, Skyfire Skyfire servers shoot you back. A, uh, an HTML5 version of it, so it's really just a converter, and Apple is letting it happen. And of course, it's uh, it's all it, which you know, it's still no flash on this on the cell phone. If it, you know, if it enhances functionality, why not, right? Um, yeah. I I've been hearing that it's going to be two ninety nine. Um, yeah, it'll be two ninety nine. Released Thursday morning. There's there's already a version available for the Android. Uh, I've actually used an earlier version of this uh, when we were talking about window phones a couple weeks ago, uh, back on the old AT&T 8525, uh, because the Unix Explorer browser was, you know, pitiful back then. I think it was like Windows Mobile 5, and it, and it was, it was, you know, a little before its time. You know, obviously there was processing problems uh, with something, something of that age, but it, it showed full browsers, flash videos, you know, flash stuff, you know, enough that it crashed the phone. But still, we'll see how it works out here. You know, obviously they're 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 doing a little bit to uh, circumvent that with their little filtering system. But, yeah, I do. Um, like whenever whenever the the anti-flash conversation comes up, and believe me, I am all about getting rid of uh, flashes. Flash is one of those things that that ended up in a really perverse use, and everybody decided they wanted. We've all run into the mm-hmm. oh, I want to check out the menu for this restaurant. Oh wait, your entire website is in Flash, and I hate you now. Um, but the the one thing that you that like really ruins the experience if you use something like a flash blocker is that a lot of video is still in flash, um, and even you even if you're using YouTube's um, HTML5 beta plugin, uh, that alone will only work on some videos, and if it's embedded, it doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this is like I'd be really interested in having something like this built into Chrome, where no matter where the video came from, it would convert Flash to HTML5. That would be fantastic, and I'd turn off Flash entirely. Definitely, and especially with all the security holes coming out of Adobe lately, it'd be a probably a, a, a good thing. Yep. So, all right, moving on. Uh, before we get to our other Fire uh, story, let's get the Apple stories out of the way here. Um, the big news: the iPad is now on sale from Verizon Wireless and AT&T. Of course, Verizon being the most important of the two of them. Uh, this is big to me because we're actually looking at an iPad. Uh, we're considering one with Internet. And, uh, well, of course, you know, usually you can get, uh, you know, what, $120, $130 more 
You can get a model with the uh, the uh, 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 3G built-in, and uh, you know you go with AT&T's rates for that. But this one is this one's different. It's a uh, 629, which I think is the same price as the 3G model of say a 16 gigabyte. And you act, they actually include a MiFi modem. Yeah. So, so it's actually something that people have been doing for a long time. Yeah, it, yeah. Except now you can buy it right from Verizon as a package. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's, uh, you can get a data plan starting at $20 for one gigabyte a month. Yeah. And if compare that to uh, uh, AT&T, that's $15 for 200 megabytes a month, I think. Something like that. I'm I, I was actually wins. talking to somebody. I don't, I don't know what the limit on AT&T is. I don't have a clue. Well, I know $25 is uh, 2 gigabytes a month, and I think it's I think it's 200 for the $15 plan. So, well, what, What's an average use going to be? I mean, are you going to come in at two, 2 gigs a month or 1 gig? Because all I use my iPad for when I have it on the Wi-Fi is, I, you know, before I'm going to bed, I'm streaming mm -hmm. a bunch of videos or, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Internet. I'm, I'm really using a lot of data on it. And, um, I mean, I'm not using it all day, every day by any means, but... When I'm picking it up, typically I want to be connected to a Wi-Fi network. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is just something that supplements it. So uh, if you you find yourself in situations where there's not Wi-Fi available, if it's like at lunch uh, at work that doesn't provide something like that, or if you want to go to meetings and make sure you have an internet connection. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I guess I, mean, I didn't consider that. It's you like can't I, know, I know Norm, we've been, we've been to some meetings and you pulled that out to to show an example of how a website looks, uh, a YouTube video to compare it to something we're talking about. You know, and, uh, you, you know, you're like, well, if there's internet here, I could show you, you know, what if you're at a, you know, you know, some function, you're like, well, I want to make sure I have internet so I have this functionality. Um, yeah. and, and I like the idea, you know, for the same price getting the modem instead, because then this turns into, you go on a vacation, everybody can get on their laptop and not, you know, on one device, you know. Yeah, the, the bonuses, I mean, if you get the, uh, the 3G plan from AT&T, um, you are locked into only having the iPad on, but you get a MiFi. MiFi's are pretty sweet. I mean, they're not 4G yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you're still dealing with 3G speeds, but um, but the the advantage is that you get the Verizon network that a lot of people prefer. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally don't have a problem with AT and T, but uh, you, it also means that like if you go anywhere, even if you want to like whip out your iPhone, use it on that. Use it on your laptop. Tell everybody in your house that they have the internet now, and you have that option. And I do like the idea of having a backup too. Because there are, you know, again, around here, there are spots that AT&T doesn't work, Verizon doesn't work. Either way, it's, it's really, uh, I don't have as much experience with Verizon, but I've seen T-Mobile and AT&T's. And uh, it'd be nice to have that kind of backup. Uh, so it's like, well, my iPhone's not working here. Well, let's just turn on the MiFi. Let's go. And if you're going to get an iPad anyways, I think it's really the kind of the no-brainer option. If you don't mind the separate bill. <laughs> for one thing, but I, and then then on top of that, I I come up with the other question. I'm paying for internet a lot of times here, guys. You know, you're paying for your home, you're paying for your phone, you're paying for if you have an iPad. You yeah. know, and for for just several streams of, of internet. You know, when when does this uh, redundancy kind of? You you think sometime in the future we'll get these kind of bundled? I can have internet everywhere plans, or is that? too far off to think about. I'd say it's definitely um, in the not-so-distant future the idea that instead of, um, like, I get, you know, 3G on my iPhone through AT&T, I get my cable through Comcast, um, that wireless, uh, especially once LTE comes out, um, because at this point the speeds at which broadband wireless is expanding 
is not getting uh, sucked on too hard by expansions and content. Like when when uh, cable first came out and then 3G came out, um, we were starting to deal with uh, with HD video, which is one of the biggest bandwidth suckers you'll get. But on LTE, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and we've reached levels of HD video that are fairly high um, mm-hmm. until you get into things like 4K. Um, that it's not too crazy to think that um, we would have one box for all of our devices, um, or it, it makes perfect sense for it to be built into your phone, um, like what mostly Verizon is doing with the mobile hotspot technology that is built into things like the Palm Tree Plus and several Android phones, the idea that your internet is with your person always, whether you're at home or at work or whatever, and it's always yours. Um, that uh, I think our biggest hurdle isn't the technology anymore. It's definitely agreements between carriers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or well, is there, is there bottlenecks though? Because well, well, you know, they, the 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 wireless have, have said there's a bottleneck. Obviously, in certain cities, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's that other factor too. Hey, Norm, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just gonna, just going to say that. You know, I really like the idea of what Verizon was trying to do. And the only person I ever saw who had these was um, iJustine. It's that that car that's about the size of an iPhone, but a little bit thinner, and it, you carry around your own Wi-Fi bubble. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the idea that, you know, maybe maybe instead of how we think about our devices, you you know, you have your plan, you have your carrier that you can get that that data connection that you can put multiple devices on. And as the networks get better, more advanced, you know, you you you'll be able to put your laptop, your iPad, your phone all on this, uh, you know, on something you carry around in your wallet that just is constantly connected to your, you know, to, to your data cloud. I mean, the cancer possibilities there are endless, probably. <laughs> but um, I mean, I really like the concept of that, where we, you know, we we're, we each can be our own mobile hotspots, um, or you know, or potentially maybe this maybe city, since we're in, in such an urban environment, maybe city Wi-Fi becomes much more accessible, and you know, free watt, free internet as a as a concept maybe becomes a reality. Although I know that there, are, I don't want I don't want to jump jump into that direction because there's a, that's a whole host of other you know, issues, but, um, I think that that could be, you know, a possibility. And then that way you only have your one data plan, you know, if you, if you have your own one, your, your card, and I forget what Verizon calls it, but, um, if you have that and you carry it around, then, you know, you, you are your own bubble and, um, and then, you know, that maybe alleviates some of that other problems and you can just have one bill for all your devices. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the MiFi, right? Is that the same thing? I'm not sure. I, I think it is. I think I think for Verizon, uh, all all those uh, sorts of devices are called MiFi. Even like the ones like I, I know uh, my boss has a uh, has it built into his Droid. You know, like you were talking about the Palm Pre. I, uh, I think it's called something different on Sprint. Yeah, I agree that. Like I know, uh, uh, what Clearwire or something's involved with them. So I'm like, I think it's more or less a branding issue. Uh, yeah. Like I think it is it is it MiFi as an MyFi for Verizon. So I never, I never really saw. It. I hear a lot of people talk about it. So, anyway, uh, I, I think it's also uh, not too crazy to think that um, in the next, say, hmm, be a little far off. We'll say fifteen years is what I'm going to put a stamp on it. Uh, that you would be able to in a in a city that supports high speed WiMAX. That um, like when you pay your city taxes. You would pay like an internet charge, and you have broadband wireless access. That's That'd be curious. That you know, that could be interesting. That could be something. Uh, you could relate that maybe to, 
uh, in Europe, uh, or in England, uh, more, more specifically, uh, they have a TV tax to have your TV. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that pays for, I think that more or less pays for your right to have those stations, like BBC and everything. I think it's, it's publicly funded for the most part. Yeah, I could be wrong if there's any British listeners, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I could, that could be really, a really interesting concept for our country, uh, a, a city to roll out. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, uh, let's, let's get to our ad real quick and we'll get right back with the news. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Backblaze, uh, for supporting us. If you want to support the show, please go to sorgatronmedia.com or awesomecast.com. Click on the banner there for backblaze.com. It's $5 a month. It's, it's, it, 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 they, you can back up unlimited how many drives are hooked up to your computer. It's $5 per computer. I have, I, I'm paying for it for my laptop, for everything sitting on there and the drive attached to it that I carry around because you want to get that backed up. If, especially you're going around, uh, to all these coffee shops and everything. You're always, you know, I'm a forgetful person and, uh, and it's something I worry about legitimately, <laughs> uh, leaving something behind like that. And, uh, or it gets stolen. You never know. Um, especially if you travel. Uh, I have, you know, several gigabytes, maybe a couple terabytes of, uh, of, of, of drives hooked up to the computer upstairs with all old episodes of this show and other ones that we produce in client work. And it's all, I know it's all backed up. Check out backblaze.com. Click the link. Support the show. Support us here. Sogortronmedia.com. Um, so, uh, let's see. Let's, let's get, uh, one more Apple story. I, we didn't mention this before the show. <laughs> But Welcome I thought, to, to Mac Week Awesome Cast. Yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're sandwiching in the middle, and we'll get to the other stuff. Um, but have you heard about this, uh, the, the Hyper Mac case that's been going on? Hyper Mac. Yes, it, it, apparently uh, Hyper Mac was a company that uh, sold an external battery, because we know these wonderful unibody MacBooks that have no battery replacement of, or such a... Great design for uh, for for everybody. Uh, so they extend the power. They 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 sold these 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 bricks called HyperMac uh, that you could hook up to your laptop to your iPad uh, that provided a little bit more battery. Um, they uh, they they had a problem with uh, Apple. A- Apple uh, legal uh, decided. Uh, I, I think the the name uh, because it is it, since Mac is in their name uh they 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 had a problem with it they had only uh until a certain date to sell all the oh it, it was a legal issue over their magsafe connector uh they weren't allowed to use uh yeah. apparently they they renamed it hyperjuice as part of its ongoing comprehensive licensing negotiations with apple and said to cover a wide array of technologies and issues and also reminded you to have a few hours left uh to snag a hyper mac with uh the important MagSafe cable as sales will be suspended as of midnight, uh, the day of this writing, which was uh, yesterday. So you're out of luck if you're hearing this. So, so hearing this news, you're probably disappointed, and you're welcome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't covered it because I, I well, you know, like, this was a story last week. I guess we should have given people a heads up, uh, but we had plenty to talk about last week too, though. Uh, so uh, it, interesting, interesting uh, uh, thing there. So. So once again, we're back to I don't I don't think there, there's no other third-party uh, supported um, devices out there that I'm aware of. Is there for for Macintosh power? I guess third-party Mac. Well, there's there's plenty of things for the iPhone that are third-party power devices. That's true. That's true. There's the uh, the Moxie or whatever it's called. I forget what it is. Mophie. Uh, 
Mopey. The Mopey, yeah, the Mopey, with the, uh, the case with the built-in battery, and that's certainly still fine. They actually kind of, like, brag about that as a pretty awesome product. I'm not so sure why they, I mean, I guess it's the MagSafe thing, but that's, that's really silly, I feel. But, I mean, I, there's certainly no third-party power plugs for Magsafe. Mm. Pretty sure a lot of people would have them because, as we all know, the little wires tend to pull out of Mac power plugs for every device they sell. Now I'm new to the MagSafe adapter, so I, I don't. How do, how do I protect mine? How do you protect yours? Um, don't I? I couldn't tell you. Honestly, couldn't tell you. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I knew how. That was weird. The thing. nice thing is, you could definitely walk into an Apple store and you basically walk in as one of the twenty people that day who showed them the same thing. You just have a cable in your hand. You're like, it did this. And they're like, oh, okay, let me get you. Know. Oh, they're they're good for that. All right, let's get to our other firestorm story of the of the day. Um, Fire Sheep. Have you guys heard of this? It's the uh, it's a it's a plugin that was released last week uh, that you can put into Firefox, of course, to keep that trifecta of fire going. Uh, basically, basically, you have this on your Firefox, from my understanding. I've, I have not experimented with it. I want to I want to try. I think later this week. Uh, well, I expect to do some work in a coffee shop and be very scared somebody else has this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, you sit there uh, on an open Wi-Fi network, as most public Wi-Fis are, uh, and uh, you know, as you know, you go, you log into Facebook, and it leaves that cookie, so you don't have to re-log and re-authenticate and everything. Unfortunately, when it's passing that cookie back and forth, and this is how I understand the concept from the several explanations over the past week. Um, so, so it's passing that cookie back and forth as you uh, as you go from page to page, looking at your friends, looking at your you know pictures, whatever. Uh, apparently, this this plugin will go out on the Wi-Fi, find any open cookies sitting on anybody's computer in this open network, and gives you the option to hijack. So you can sit there, see, hey, Norm's logged into his Facebook. Checking out pictures of cats or whatever. Would you like to log in as him? And you step right in between him and his computer and get on his Facebook. That's yeah. absurd. I never look at cats on Facebook. That, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you never know. We, we can find yeah. out. We can find out here soon. Um, the, uh, the, the, the real like this is um, it's it's uh, you know not just Facebook but a whole lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. One of the mm-hmm. few exclusions is uh, is Gmail, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but, but basically, most websites that you encounter, the popular thing to do is to use SSL um, to, uh, to to securely log in and pass your login credentials. But after that, um, as is the case with Facebook, it's not a secure connection anymore. Um, and uh, this is something that was pointed out a while ago, uh, is my understanding. And nobody seems to really care about it. So in order to draw attention to it, he just released this lovely little Firefox extension. Yeah, it's it really feels like, and you know, I don't know, you know, the whole story on this, but it really feels like one of those where, because uh, uh, a lot of these security hacker guys uh, uh, find these vulnerabilities and say, hey, over here, this is something you should probably take care of, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's been several cases lately where where that doesn't happen until they do something like this. Yeah, make it I know specifically that happens with Apple all the time. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, because of how how they they really hate. Uh, looking like Windows, really, because, you know, it, it's Patch Tuesday, Patch Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's hundreds, literally hundreds of security flaws and fixes that roll out for Windows every month. But Apple looks cleaner because you get a security fix uh, once a month or so. Um, and so they usually just kind of make collections of these security flaws. And uh, some of them are, are pretty beefy and pretty scary. Um, and this is certainly one of them. 
I I really hope somebody fixes something to do with this soon because I like you will be terrified to use my uh, anything in a public anywhere. Uh, there's there's looks like legal experts have, are split over the legality of using this, believing using it to hijack accounts violates U.S. Uh, federal white wiretapping laws, while others see it in uh, differently. Uh, they say it's unsettling. Mm-hmm. Unsettled before the court, so we'll see what's going on. I don't know if he's going to get sued for this, or uh, I mean, he just kind of released it openly. So I mean, from- is it is it fraud? Is it is it a legal thing? I mean, if you sit down and try to hack into somebody's Facebook account by trying a password a bunch of times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hi- hypothetically, is that are you gonna, are you breaking the law there? If you if you if you log into someone else's Facebook profile or Gmail account, is that we'll legally illegal? The only the only way I, I can see that because I know it, it, it's supposed to be illegal for you to attempt to circumvent. You know, I'm thinking DMCA. Right? It's, it's illegal for you to attempt to circumvent copy protection. Uh, I don't know. Is it is it straight illegal just to try to circumvent security measures? Or, I mean, you're going through the front door. I mean, you just happen to have the credentials. I mean, you're you're capturing credentials and and walking right in through the front door. I mean, is, I'm not I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But in terms of, uh, from what I understand, is it against the law? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you no. Know, uh, what this stands as is running the extension itself. The act of running the extension is not illegal, but the act of using the information provided in the extension to access someone's account is illegal. Yeah. Because at that point, you have intercepted sensitive information and chosen to use it maliciously. Mm. I got an e- I got an email from Zero Cool the other day, and he was telling me about this. And um, he he said he wasn't really allowed to email me, but I you know so I probably shouldn't mention that. But yeah, he knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I, there's supposed to be fixes for this. Of course, the, the biggest fix is to use uh, SSL. Um, which uh, Rob, you noticed the uh, comment. Uh, earlier in one of these articles. Hi. <laughs> I really <laughs> oh, hope this gets under it. somebody's skin and they get really offended because if they do, it means they're dumb and I think that's funny. Um, the uh, the last comment on the on the page, if you're interested about this, you can go to uh, codebutler.com slash firesheep and the top comment says, <clears throat> let me put on my voice here, uh, SSL is bad for the environment because it requires far more server-side hardware. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, <laughs> really? Seriously? Server-side? Really? So the yeah. word is Facebook may take up to six months to be able to implement a, a measure. Facebook is killing trees. There you go. Don't do there it. You go. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that was an, a software environment um, uh, thing. And Oh, I didn't actually see pictures of the plug-in here. I actually tried to install this at work, although I realized I was on a hardwired computer and I wouldn't have done anything. It looks uh, fully straightforward. Yeah, it looks like it. It, it just pops up uh, uh, something in your in your left uh, yeah. pane, shows you who's logged in on the network and to what service. And to what service. And you just hop right over, and it, you're basically looking at what they can see in their browser window. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it, 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 does it automatically bring that up? Does that's it doesn't it doesn't bring up like what they're looking up at that time. But the example on the website is like a thing popped up on the left that Ian Gallagher Ian Gallagher is using Facebook and you click on Ian Gallagher and it pulls up uh, his logged in Facebook page. Wow. It just says Ian Gallagher, edit my profile. That's incredible. It is that's, amazing. That's far too easy. And this is something water. my parents can do. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thanks. Uh, you, with Fire Sheep, you've uh, done with hacking what Apple's done with uh, TV. Yes. There excellent. you go. Fantastic. Wow. It is the Roku box of uh, hacking plugins. 
like back orifice all over again. Oh, I remember back orifice. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and and uh, uh, you, you know he's, sub seven, sub seven, yes, sub seven. I'm not aware of. Are you for those, we gotta explain this for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, I, I know, I know. My experience is uh, back in the day. Uh, I think this was the the script kitty phenomenon, if I'm not uh, mistaken, Rob. Uh, These are the early days of uh, script kitties, nuking, wind nuke, wind nuke. Basically, uh, back in the late '90s when we were kids. Uh, <laughs> it was cool to find these hacking programs on the internet and uh, f- figure out our friends' IP addresses on our blazingly fast 56k modems. I tell you, and uh, we made your CD-ROM drive open by itself, <laughs> sir. Um, and uh, and 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 somebody comes to school freaked out the next day because IM wasn't really as prevalent yet, and uh, or it was, and it was really crappy. As in, we could get their IP address so easily. Um, so. <laughs> Or you could just, it was one of, the, like, nowadays, even people who don't know a whole lot about computers, if, if you're like, what's your IP address? They're like, oh, I'm never going to tell you that. But back then, you're like, okay, open this box and click that and, and read me those numbers. Okay, good. <laughs> it's like the old war games. Please read, please read me the phone number on your modem over there. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, it was that easy, you know. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, what was your experience with that stuff? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or, or are we not allowed to air that on the internet? <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a statute of limitations involved. Uh, I played with uh, with Sub Seven a lot. Sub Seven was um, one of the most popular Trojans ever, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it did all the usual stuff. You could. Um, I remember when the Matrix came out, they released uh, a version of Sub Seven where you could turn the victim's computer screen into the the matrix flow of characters. Oh man, I wish we would have found that. <laughs> <laughs> you could That's you could flip the screen upside down, you could insert text, you could um you could see what they were looking at. You could open browser windows with a chosen address, which was my favorite. <laughs> and uh, go see anyone? Anyone? No? no? Oh. <laughs> And uh, and I remember there there was one time that uh, it was actually a girl that I think I was dating at the time, and I uh, I changed all the keys on her keyboard to be like not what they were supposed to be, and uh, her dad called me angrily the next day. <laughs> wow, that is so romantic. He thought that I had like physically broken their computer because he didn't understand how the whole thing worked. I'm like, no, 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 give me give me five minutes and your IP address, and I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Those were the days. I don't, I forgot all about that kind of stuff. Man, my wild internet youth. Um, <laughs> fantastic. All right, what else we got here? Uh, in a in an interesting, uh, I, I find this funny. G four is getting knocked off Directv, <laughs> and with a whimper. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently the hosts on there uh, thinking they still have a little bit of stroke in the geek world uh, have been all over Twitter uh, trying to get them to save G4 uh, from DirecTV cutting them. Who's, who's still on there anyway? That like actually. Uh, well, X Play still big on there. You know, the Morgan Webb and uh, and Adam Sessler still have jobs somehow on there. Is uh, Kevin Pereira still on? Kevin Pereira, I think, is still on there. Olivia Munn, I don't know if she's still on there anymore. I, I don't watch the thing. I, I know Norm is a, a particular fan of Ninja Warrior. Uh, Absolutely. And, I mean, Ninja Warrior and Cops, it becomes a time suck for me. But, unfortunately, that's not why I enjoyed the programming. So, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but really, everything that G4 Tech TV used to be is I turn on my Twit app 
And it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I loved G4. I loved Tech TV because it was like I get to turn it on and some geek stuffs on that I love to watch. You know, yeah. that I know and, is tailored the, towards me. And the fantastic thing is all the headhunting that Leo is doing. That oh, at yeah. this point, if you watch the Twit Network, you're gonna see like half of the old Tech TV crew anyway. Which I think is a big thing. Is why it's attributed to their success because everybody's like, I think I think a lot of people, you know, like us. Are disjointed by the, you know, tech TV just kind of got swept under the rug and absorbed by this conglomerate and Comcast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, assimilated by G4, kind of crapped on everything that that was good about it. Um, but you know, he, but I think they've also proven that that was something that didn't work on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, and works so much better in the in the medium we're in now with stuff like this, you know. Yeah. There was, um, uh, oh, what was it called? Oh, The Lab with Leo in Australia. That went on for like two years, and then they mm-hmm. shut that down. Call for Help was going on, and there's still a, apparently a G4 Tech TV Canada. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. think it's still up there, um, yeah. where they actually still did Call for Help. Uh, I think yeah. what Amber Amber MacArthur and him were on there for a while. Um, so, I mean, you know, of course, you know, Canada, our sensible neighbors to the north, would, would allow that. Um Random facts that I learned today. Did you know that uh, you know who Lisa Bettany is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you most... know she was a figure skater? <laughs> she mentioned I that on know. Twitter this week, didn't she? She did. She yeah, did. Yeah. And it, it just blew me away. I was like, oh, that's why she's a model. For, now I guess. For those that don't know, mostly, uh, mostly Lisa.com's her site. She was involved with the development of the Camera Plus app, uh, the fantastic app for the iPhone that, uh, that uh, got pulled because of the scandal of using the uh, volume buttons as, uh, what was it, uh, exposure? Or, or, uh... As, no, it was to take the picture, you would press the volume button, which was a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. But apparently uh, Apple didn't like it, and they're still working on that. But she was on Twitter this week. And this week yeah, this and week she, she revealed, well, apparently it was a well-known fact between Leo and her, but I had no idea. She, oh, she was no. striving to be an Olympic figure skater, and then she, like, threw her back out or something, and that was the end of it. Yeah, I actually, I, I've dropped by her site a few times, um, after getting the Camera Plus app, there's, there's some fantastic uh, tutorials on there. And I think she does a, a lot of other tutorials for photography in general for people interested in that. So. Well, she is a photographer, so it's a yes. given. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm just letting the people know, Rob. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, other, the other big news this week I have here, maybe you guys have more, is uh, the Xbox 360 dashboard update. I got it yesterday. Um, I was actually considering having my brother on since he's been actually working with the beta for a uh, number of weeks. Uh, but I got to see the new Netflix, and I gotta say, other than the search uh, function, I'm not too impressed with it. It feels very, really? it, feel, it feels very flat to me. Uh, I do not have the pleasure of having these modern gaming devices, so I can't <laughs> say a whole lot. But I can say do that you have a any lot of people do, uh, some screenshots. Um, don't have any handy, but really the whole thing, it, it's. Uh, They've gone from flat with the blades to remember there was the uh, the the kind of lining up uh, stuff on off into the distance. Um, yeah. To, now their menu is just uh, kind of a cross section. It's all it's all everything side by side flat. Um, there's already, of course, people, you know the usual kind of complaints, uh, the usual bugs on the ro- on the rollout. Uh, apparently, indie games have been. Uh, uh, Move to a specialty shops section on the on the store, and the indie developers are not too pleased with that. 
Um, it does. I mean, I haven't seen much else. I haven't experimented with ESPN yet. I really just had a couple minutes last night uh, when I remember remembered it came out yesterday. I definitely didn't want to do it in the morning when everybody was downloading it. Um, first well, that, thing. You know, the way you described it, it kind of sounds like how PlayStation has their thing set up. That's you know, it's kind very, of what, you know, horizontal than yeah. vertical. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it be, and the, and the avatars don't look as cartoony. They're a little more, uh, the avatars have grown up a little bit, it looks like. Um, which kind of, I think, plays into what they're trying to do over on Sony's platform. So I don't know if that's a, a competition with that or not. So, um, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it really it got me thinking about how uh, if you buy an Xbox today, you're not going to have the same experience. You know, the Xbox that you first got with that Blade system and everything uh, is gone. You know, yeah. you're not going to get it. You're not going to find an Xbox with it unless you buy an old used one, and it's not usable if you don't update. Um, I, if you don't accept the user agreement to this update, they log you out, and you can't get on Xbox Live or use any of the functions anymore. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you're 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 locked into whatever terms as they change it, uh, which really kind of it, it, if you think about it, it's a little bit unsettling. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame because um, I know a lot of people who do use their Xbox 360 as a media center uh, talk a lot about how great it is as a media center. I mean, mm-hmm. Microsoft actually has a little bit of play in this whole set top box business and they already have a market that has their hardware they just have to fix their software a little bit yeah and they the, definitely dissuade somebody from buying something like an apple tv or google tv and mm-hmm. keep it in the market but uh it sounds like they made some bad changes that might uh might send people off the uh, off the shelves yeah we'll see we'll see where this goes i of course you know i i use my xbox 360 as a media center with the netflix of course we'll see what the espn does i was using uh play on a little bit to try to watch stuff i use a uh uh, connect 360 on my Mac to be able to connect that. Of course, if you have a Windows computer, uh, you'll be able to connect uh, to the videos on your PC a lot easier than, than I'm able to. Um, you know, if I could just give Microsoft a suggestion right now, if they were to just put iTunes on the Xbox 360 <laughs> and drop their media player, I guarantee you, I mean, people would go for it. I mean, that would probably crush Apple TV. I mean, what what would you need Apple TV for? I mean... Except, I mean, you've got Netflix, you got your games, and, and then you can stream all of your iTunes content. I mean, obviously, there'd be a huge, uh, <laughs> a huge. There'd be a uh, small problem uh, there, but yeah, yeah. But well, why yeah. not? I mean, why wouldn't Apple go for it? I mean, you put iTunes Store in there, you could buy TV. You know, you could do all that stuff in there. There might, there's probably some legal behind the scenes conflicts, but you know, it makes the Xbox a thousand times more attractive than the PS3 to me because I've got, you know, I'm I'm bought into the Apple system the iTunes system so yeah yeah, yeah. but the, but you also think they're they're trying to cross you over with the Zoom store with the uh Windows phone now uh so they they got plenty of direct competitors that are trying to get you I, we, I, I, we all know that Microsoft is more than willing to stab themselves in the back when it comes to <laughs> Zoom store or Windows Live store or whatever they call yeah, it in the yeah. past you know uh, well they were doing separately they're going separately for years they just now are they they're bringing all this together that the Zoom is the cross platform uh, uh, kind of service and everything. They, they, they really, I think Microsoft's trying to create the same kind of ecosystem that you're locked into with the Apple. Um, you know, I, oh, I have an Xbox. Well, that's compatible with the phone. I gotta make sure I get that. Well, I have a Windows computer, which most, you know, frankly, most have anyways. So they're trying to kind of create that synergy and be like, well, Microsoft, 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 I'm good. You know, I know everything's gonna talk to everything else. Of course, we know how well that works in practice. Uh, but sometimes it's not that great for on the, on the Apple side either. So, yeah. 
But I mean, uh, you know, and of course, it's not going to be as easy. It's not like we have we don't have apps for the Xbox 360. You know, no. I mean that, that that I think that's the next thing. I mean, we're getting Twitter integration, Facebook, but that's that's them adding it to the dashboard. What what if we got to a point where the Xbox 360, Sony, PlayStation had actually like you could develop apps for it? You can develop games already, so yeah, that, why not open up like we can add uh, TweetDeck can put their stuff on the Xbox and 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 and, and interact, you know. Um, you know, it, what's what's to stop them from doing that? Well, nothing, really. I mean, I don't know how painful it is to develop actual software for the 360, but it certainly seems like something that they should be at least considering. They already have XBMC. I might yeah. be confusing the things. Uh, well, they have a platform that if you're developing games for PCs already, you can bring it over. So I'm wondering, huh. maybe, maybe something crosses over there. Uh, that some PC development can come over to the Xbox. They already have a foot in the door, as opposed to Sony or or Nintendo, even. Right. So. Yeah. E- even if they follow the Apple i uh, App Store model, where they just say, "Hey, we've got an App Store. You know, let's let's develop for it. I mean, just let people get creative and see what happens. And you know, if it flops, then you just you know you close it down. But at least you open open it up and see what where it could go. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, this opens up the ESPN Entertainment Hub. I again something I've looked into, but that's kind of the first big name thing to come to uh, one of these consoles like this. Um, you know, a big network. You know, um, I, I think it's going to be ESPN three content. So I guess uh, Quidditch or whatever. I, I don't know. Pick a pick a spade. Quidditch. That's Harry, Harry that's Potter. That's Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, soccer, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, skateboarding, X Games, maybe. Oh, that's two, two. So I don't, I don't know yeah. what the hell is on ESPN three, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm so, interested to see what. It, I, I can't, I can't imagine it being a replacement. So, um, well, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, Norm, we got you on here. We got a big event coming up next week. Uh, can you tell us what exactly Evening with Podcamp is? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so uh, we've uh, kind of had we hatched this plan shortly after uh, PodCamp Pittsburgh Five, which was very successful. Thank you, everyone who showed up to that, by the way. And we uh, we were talking because there's a huge cry, larger than ever before, for events to happen throughout the year that are PodCamp related. And so we hadn't really, you know, the organizing group really hadn't con- invested in trying to develop an official event. Most of them them had been random tweet ups, and I. Personally, I kind of felt a lot of the other groups who've been doing things kind of fulfilled that need in the community. Well, you know, this year we came up with a really good idea, which is called an evening with PodCamp. And, uh, I'm kind of privileged enough to be spearheading that. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, an event where I'm going to emcee, uh, and, and interview different people, uh, throughout the year. And we're going to have six of these this year, uh, every other month. And the first one is next week, Thursday, uh, at Space Gallery downtown. And uh, we only have 40 seats. And as last I checked, there's actually only one seat left. So if you really want to go and you should race over to podcamppittsburgh.com and, and try to get that last seat. Um, but uh, I'm going to have uh, guests, uh, Mikey and Big Bob from uh, the Kiss Morning Show. Uh, Freak Show is their, is their gig. And um, I'm going to, it's going to be more of a, a casual sort of a sit down. I mean, maybe casual isn't the right word. It's going to be more of a, a sit down. And let's just talk about the behind the scenes of what they do. You know, I want to ask them, you know, what, what you know, questions like what, what inspires them. Uh, I want, I'm going to look at some of their, uh, 
some of their content that they produce and really get get you know under under their skin a little bit you know I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to asking um mike about about how when he tweets something about um just something kind of raunchy and i know he's got a daughter and, and one day when she gets on twitter and as she's gonna ask him hey what does this mean and, you know i want to see how he kind of answers that question uh and but 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 more importantly just just you know, these are two guys who are really cranking out a lot of content every day. And, uh, you know, that's inspiring to me who, who, you know, creates content in a different sort of a way. And to just see them produce and produce and produce, uh, is, is really kind of cool. So they're constantly coming up with stuff and I kind of want to walk through that process with them. So, um, an evening with pod camp is going to be an enchanted, uh, in terms of air quotes here, magical time where you can have a, a really unique pod camp experience, uh, throughout the year, reconnect with, uh, you know, other, uh, pod campers, as it were, and really just have a great, a great evening. You know, we're going to do the session and then, you know, have some socializing, go out for, for maybe a drink afterwards. So, uh, that's my, uh, that's, that's my elevator, uh, uh, definition of an evening with pod camp. So. Excellent. And of course, this is going to be all videotaped and, uh, posted over there at podcamppittsburgh.com. Uh, as our, we've had a series, wonderful series of sessions from this year's pod camp. They're getting pumped out by some mysterious person um so uh go over there a lot of stuff including uh our some of some of our sessions i know uh, uh my podcasting 101 and 201 are up there uh i don't know if any of you guys have popped up there yet i recall but they'll be coming <coughs> if they're not um so so go check that out part podcastpittsburgh.com all right. Um, well, on that note, hey, thanks, Norm, for uh, stepping in. We get we, you're kind of like an ad, a last minute add in today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, anytime, let me know. So now that we know you've got the the, the wonderful backdrop studio set up, uh, so yeah. uh, I, I, I think Gene Wilder has, has brought you much inspiration tonight. So. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy. I've been thinking about the the, the chocolate river all evening. Excellent, excellent. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. And uh, what, you know, other than PodCamp Pittsburgh, uh, where where can people check out what you're doing? Uh, you can follow me. I'm Mr. Derby on Twitter. Uh, my website is normanhulesman.com, mm. and uh, I do a lot of uh, random stuff for the Art Institute of Pittsburgh that you probably don't care about unless you work there or you're a student. Uh, so, but you can find links to me if you just go to normanhulesman.com. I saw today that you uh, lost your battle for the uh, the Kaufman's clock. With, uh, Chachi. I was I was most recently uh, the mayor of Kaufman, Kaufman's Clock, and I have been uh, uh, there's been I you know on election day it was very fitting. Uh, Chachi uh, took back the mayorship, and you know I'm going to let him have it for a while. I, I was I was mayor for a couple of weeks there, and um, I know he doesn't get to check in as often as I do, so I'm, I think I'm just going to let him let it be there, and then I'm going to sneak up and take it from him unexpectedly. Excellent. So. Oh, side note, speaking of Foursquare, uh, you know, if you, uh, you you check in today and say, say, I voted, you get a special badge. Yeah. So I did see that. I got mine. I got mine. I missed the Happy Halloween one, unfortunately. So, alright, Rob, what are you up to? Um, being busy and working hard, <laughs> doing I, things, uh, doing doing things. stuff. How's uh, you mentioned yesterday on Twitter the uh, the uh, you're working on the uh, best app of the year uh, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I tell you what, if anybody had an application that has blown their mind, feel free to at me on Twitter at robjdlc because I uh, am making submissions as a writer for MacWorld for the uh, the best app of the year nominations. And I don't have a clue. Really? Uh, you're, not, you're not thinking Instagram or anything? 
No. I mean, like, Instagram is very cool and yeah. very um, perfect ingredients type thing, but I wouldn't say it, it like, blew me away. It was more no, like, no. huh, you did it right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about it. For those who don't know, Instagram on the, on the iPhone is something where you take pictures, you throw a filter on it, you post it on their little kind of built-in social network to your Facebook, Twitter, Foursquare, whatever, and somehow this thing is blown up, even though it's something we've all had multiple apps on our phones. Yeah. Doing this well, that's time. the thing. We've had like five or six different apps that accomplished it, but this accomplishes most of it in one application in like four clicks, and it's done, and it's got the social media thing in it, which I think I'm starting to think the social media thing is one of the more compelling features as I like want to waste time at work and I'll open up Instagram and flip through the feed of my friends to see what is yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as a as a matter of fact, I Instagrammed myself while recording this episode. If you want to check the uh, chat room, so that is so meta. <laughs> Fine. That, no, uh, we we're going to talk about this later. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's something I've been meaning to bring up, and uh, and I know uh, Ned at night they had a great interview with the guys that came up with uh, Instagram last week. Uh, it is coming to the Android. That's a pretty cool picture, Norm. I think that's going to be our show pick for this week. Um, sweet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it really it's really one of those like you said really kind of secret sauce apps. It's free and it's I know it's coming to other platforms like the Android uh, that they're working on at least. Um, and it's like two guys just hunkered down and did this. Yeah. So, but, uh, but otherwise, I've been uh, I, I was uh, incidentally decompiling Java today um, because that's in my job description. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> huh. otherwise, what was that? Uh, that, that's interesting. It is interesting. It's very interesting. I'm working on some very fancy rapid prototyping machines that are very broken. Um, I am admiring the collection of coffee cups on my desk. Um, <laughs> we're doing the the podcast, the evening with Podcamp Pittsburgh, podcamppittsburgh.com for that, you know. And uh, and I've got a bunch of stuff going on I can't talk about really. That's why I'm stuck on this. <laughs> I've got a lot of top secret things going on. So let's just say I was hired by the CIA. And you can read about it on my Twitter stream. Fantastic. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay. Everybody check my stuff out. Uh, I might be blogging sometime soon on Sorgatron.com. Of course, check out all the shows at SorgatronMedia.com, including a contest. We're going to have our, we're going to have our first, uh, hopefully successful Sorgatron Media contest here uh, that I came up with today. Um, so <laughs> stay tuned to Music Fun Time Show uh, and, uh, and, and, and check the site. There will be some information about that. Uh, in the meantime, it may behoove you to follow the Sorgatron Media Twitter account, uh, or in while you're at, uh, join the Awesome Cast one too, and you can find out uh, more about everything going on with us. So, other than that, hey, thanks, Norm, uh, uh, Norm and Rob, and of course, you guys were a great chat room tonight. A lot of activity in there. Stay tuned if you're live. We're going to have the Wrestling Mayhem show up next, and uh, otherwise, check us out here live, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Tuesdays. Uh, sorgatronmedia.com live.sorgatronmedia.com for the new stream uh, uh, food and everything and we'll see you guys next week stay awesome